Broadcasting from Hollywood, it's the official On Air with Brandon J podcast. Here we go. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Brandon. Welcome to On Air with Brandon J. I'm joined by a special guest today. I've got Taylor. Uh, you may know him as the uh, former manager of the late, great Aaron Carter, who just passed away just a few weeks ago. Rest in peace, Aaron. But Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview, man. I know you've been bombarded with media and uh, I'm just grateful to have you on the show. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And you're, and you're a creative guy, right? So let's, let's talk about the music. Like you and Aaron were working on um, the love project too, if I'm not mistaken. And like, what, what was it like working in the studio with Aaron? Because I've heard that, that he was really sharp in the studio on top of his craft <laughs> on his game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that, you know, it's definitely, uh, it's been a week of reflection for sure. Um, so, you know, a lot of my relationship with Aaron was, uh, in songwriting, uh, and it wasn't really actually until the last maybe six, eight months, uh, where I took him under our management company, uh, more was an ask from him actually. Uh, so full circle there kind of, but it's, uh, kind of ironic because, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of sides to it, friendship, colleagues, but I would really kind of describe him as more like a mentor to me. Um, you know, so being on this in the studio with him uh, was an incredible experience. I think just because, you know, when you do a lot of songwriting, uh, it can kind of get old like any job, you know, not everybody's so excited and, and not everybody's so uh like you can feel the gratitude to be there, you know, even with Aaron, who's somebody who's been in studio since he was five years old. And he's every time he's in there, it's just like the first time it's like, we're going to go crazy. And, you know, he really taught me how to write pop essentially. You know, that is super cool. Writers, but he taught me, you know, so it's kind of a mentor thing, you know, yeah. inspiring. Yeah. And, and when you got the news, uh, because I, I found out through uh, one of his publicists, Holly, who connected us, and I'm, I'm grateful for Holly Davidson and everybody at ICT for setting up this interview. But when you got the news of this and you, you had to make those phone calls, like what was going through your mind at that time? I, I was in shock, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was... Um... Yeah, it it was like <laughs> it was a it's still kind of a uh it was I don't know, it's hard to explain. I, I was on a plane uh leaving LA, going back to Dallas. I'd seen him the day before. Uh I'd say two days before. Um and you know, I think now that with his passing, there's been some, you know, not too many. We've only done a little bit of press you know i think it's been kind of hard to rally for that uh but you know if you've been reading up on the stuff you know we were looking for for programs for him in the last few weeks months um and we'd found a program so you know i've said it in the very few things i've done before you know we were really optimistic leading up to the the day he, he passed like it, it was we had concerns um they'd been vocalized so it was kind of more of a feeling of just like I felt like we were close. We were so close. Like, like he was about to tackle this thing. And it, it just felt like a cruel joke. It was, uh, 
And then trying to divide, you know, Aaron Carter uh, and then the friend thing. Yeah, uh, I know that's got to be super tough. And I know this is like a tearjerker. And I don't want to really harp on negativity like everybody's throwing out there in the press. This, this is the very uh, heartfelt uh, interview talking about the the positive aspects of Aaron and his career and, and those takeaways. And I appreciate you, Taylor even taking the time to do this interview because I, if I were in your shoes, I probably wouldn't be doing the interview. So I commend you kudos on that. I saw that uh, his brother, Nick Carter and his sister Angel were working on a project. Uh, do you have any information on that project? Um, not much. That's, that's relatively new news. You know, even for us, um, we're excited about it. You know, when we heard about that, that was really exciting um, for me and, you know, um, it, it's, uh, that's the thing here. I think, you know, it's a lot of judgment and a lot of opinions, but, you know, I, I knew Aaron, the person, and he was a person, he was very human. Uh, he had a family like the rest of us, you know, they're grieving like any of us would be right now. Right. And so, you know, and, and to answer your question, uh, it is, it's tricky to talk right now, but it, you know, I got on, the, I think the hardest part the last couple of weeks has been, you know, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of ridicule, even without him here. And right. he's not here to defend himself. He's not here to, which we're also accustomed to, right? Aaron, Aaron defending himself. Gotta love the media for that. I mean, Absolutely. it is, you know, and it's sad. It's definitely, definitely silent without him here uh, because Aaron was such a presence, you know, you would hear about it. But he's not here. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of good to be spoken about. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm really happy to see that project. I think Eric would, Aaron would have loved that. Like he would have loved that. Like, you know, just to see people kind of coming together around him that I think sometimes was lost on them how much they loved him, you know? Absolutely. And, was- and and you know what what's interesting is I was fortunate enough to interview Aaron just a few months ago. And I remember the joy that I saw on his face when he talked about wanting to be the best dad he could yeah. be. And that, yeah, him and his brother haven't always had a great relationship, but yeah. he really respected his brother and loved his brother. And it yeah. really showed the genuine uh, capacity of Aaron and how caring of an individual he was. So yeah. that's something that I can relate to based upon uh, what I saw with my own eyes and at the same time, our inner circle, right? Dealing with Aaron on a daily basis, yourself included. So the last thing I want to talk about with Aaron, I, I just saw, I, I believe, uh, one of the major media outlets talk about him not having a will. Uh, hmm. What kind of position does that put his family in potentially? Um <laughs> I kind of want to shed like a, you know, it's been a dark week. Uh, yeah. I kind of want to shed a little light on the, you know, uh, obviously it's a really difficult time for them. I mean, they have to figure out all this stuff. We have a lot of stuff we have to figure out, but that is not, you know, part of that. Um, and I, I empathize with that a lot. It's, you know, we reached out. It's really, there's so many ironies in this. Like um, Aaron was preparing to live. He was not preparing to die. He was preparing to live. And in that, he was looking at his life. And the last weeks that we were together, you know, we had started uh, to get him set up for a will with like family roots law. So that's something we had begun that he'd asked me just kind of out of the blue, like, hey, um, I don't have a will thing figured out. I have a kid now. I should do that. I said, okay. 
you know, and, and that was another thing that didn't, you know, that an album, um, new music from him, uh, and a lot of things that he had to offer, he didn't get to finish. Um, you know, so that's, that's a mess. And I, you know, my hearts go out to him right now. Cause, uh, you know, it's just more time taken away from being able to focus on what happened, you know, and that, that alone is, is huge, you know. We're... Absolutely. And, and this leads me into my next question, Taylor. So you being a manager and you being kind of a, a creative hat, like I am, right? We we're creative, but at the same time, we're business-like. What, yeah. what advice would you give to those artists out there that are trying to get their business affairs in order? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think this has been a big learning curve for even me. Uh, uh, long as I've been doing it, and I'm always looking to people who've done it way longer than me, you know, there's always learning, but sometimes it's like most simple things that you don't think about, right? And, um, you know, this was big for everybody in our camp, uh, you know, and, and not just people close to Aaron, even people who had encounters with him and really think about, okay, you know, what does it mean to uh, protect our clients both while they're here and when they're not, you know, God forbid. And uh, that would have been something I would have really loved to to be a little more proactive about because then we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be dealing with these questions right now. So I think the biggest thing is just looking at this as not, uh, you know, not a clock in clock out thing. You know, when you do something like music to this level and this extent, you're going to be around your team, your managers, your artists all the time. They're your family, right? In a perfect world. Um, treat each other accordingly because uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's the biggest thing, right? You, you, you have more than an obligation of just, you know, the business to your client. Uh, when you manage them, you have an obligation for their well being, uh, both personal and business. And, uh, you know, I guess in, you know, retrospect, that's something I was always grateful with for Aaron. You know, we had a, I got to see the person and got to learn from the person. Um, and I'm learning now. I'm learning without right. you. Now I'm learning a lot. This is a really strange uh, situation to it's, be in. It's a strange world, Taylor. And this industry is strange. And, and the thing that I want to say, we've seen so many greats, right, just leave before their time. And and I'm just going to name one other than Aaron. And, and this really sticks out of my mind. Amy winehouse and folks watched her literally decline they knew she had a problem she was on the freeway in london holding a cigarette stumbling in in lanes of traffic and things of that nature and it's like when is enough enough i think we we tend to want to watch this movie unfold until it's too late and then yeah. everybody's like let's go follow this individual where they're gone or Let's run their name in the mud when, like you said, where they can't properly defend themselves. What can yeah. we do as a society, as pop culture, as Hollywood, whatever you want to call it, right? How can we make a better difference in the community and help these people? Because I don't think this is something that just happened. I think this is a progression of things yeah. that occurred in his life. And I think that we all have our inner demons that we're faced with on a daily basis and you know without like-minded individuals like yourself and others in the circle to help people to to boost their positivity and their optimism it's really tough to to stay focused and to avoid that state of depression yeah uh yeah 
Um, this is something I dealt with, you know, myself uh, in a different way. Uh, it's ironic too, you know, Aaron helped me through. I remember my first tour. Um, I had never experienced that kind of, you know, so Aaron would take me on tour and he would have me perform with him like every song and he'd always bring me out and he'd be like, this is, he called me Louie. He said, this is Louie. He wrote, uh, he wrote the love album with me and he's going to, he's going to be performing with us tonight. That was always a special memory. I would have a lot of times where he was used to that. He was used to the exposure, I suppose. Um, There is a reason why I do more songwriting and management, right? So I love, I love performing. Don't get me wrong, but um, there's a lot of parts of this that are just flat out. They're, They're unhealthy. You know, this is not a healthy uh, <laughs> it's not the healthiest business, right? Um, no, it's that's not, man. That's the truth. And, and you know, people who are suffering from these things, a lot of them are aware of that. You know, it's something Aaron and I would talk about a lot. Um, I think, you know, the big thing here is it's a business up and downs. It's like a roller coaster. Like, you know, you go up, 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 and you're on tour. And it's not always the big, big thing. It's even, you know, going on tour, coming home. So you're just adrenaline fueled, running, running. It's a different state every night. And then you're home and it's silent. Yeah. And one extreme to the other. Absolutely. Really hard to deal with. And and when you're doing that all the time and years and years and years and years, and I'd always get through it by looking at Aaron and saying, well, if he can do it, I can keep doing this. Right. That's about it. Um, But I, you know, I, I, I think that's something that we have to acknowledge more. Like, you know, somebody once told me a long time ago, uh, this older arcade executive, this guy, Olivio Harris, it was a long time. It was like 10 yeah, years. Yeah, no, shout out to Olivio Harris. Absolutely. Yeah, LG, LG, right? Yeah, LG so, with, that, with the white hat on. Yes, sir, with the suit with the shorts, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Old school, old school. And, uh, you know, when I first got in Hollywood, I remember him telling me, and I didn't understand, but he said, don't kill yourself over this. And I was like, old man, you know, I'm do <laughs> right. What do you man. know? <laughs> but here, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not too old. I'm still there with 31. Uh, it's dawned on me what he meant by that. Um, you know, there is, uh, there is a way that you can do this and, and retain your control over who you are, you know, and it's really, you know, it's, it's hard, but it's who you surround yourself with. It's, it's, it's the practices you do when it's not go time, when it's not adrenaline time. And, you know, Aaron was pretty good at a lot of that stuff, I, I want to say. But I think, you know, what was hardest for him was I think a lot of people have a disconnect between the artist and the person. And if right. Aaron was, he was such a person, like he took, you know, the things people said about him, you know, a lot of people, they don't read those things. They don't know what you're saying. They don't get on Twitter and look their name up. But Aaron cared what people thought. And, deeply like you know his his intentions were good and he really wanted people to like him and love him you know um and so when people you know you'd see a lot of these kind of campaigns and these kind of bullying things that he was dealing with you know and and I've seen a lot of messages now uh, and some of these are hard but you know I have no problem saying it I know what we did um why didn't you help him why didn't you save him well you ever dealt with an addict you know the answer to that question if you haven't um i guess i would ask like you know it's funny i look at the person you know there was never a reality where i was gonna expose my friend in public to get him help you know <laughs> get on twitter and aaron you need to get help no you talk to your friends in private and we did so much so much you know and the last time i saw him we talked about that 
was the last time I saw him, you know? And, and so you do all this work and while that's happening, you know, you're seeing the campaigns online and these people just going after him, like with all this stuff. And you're like, when does it stop? And where does he get a second to even just, just come back down, you know? Right. And, uh, so I guess that that's a big part of it too. You know, we we don't live in the time where these artists are unreachable anymore. It used to be like that, right? There were degrees of separation, but in this day and age now with the internet, the way it is. Everybody's accessible. It, it's within a tweet, artist. within a DM, yes. within a, within a Facebook message, a TikTok video. I mean, now you can do duets and catch the attention. Yes. It's yeah. wild, but you know what? I, I gotta say, I think you handled yourself the way anybody would. There's so many people that I got so much hate after I did this interview with Aaron. And Aaron in the inter in the interview that I did with Aaron was super positive. Like he was on the tour bus. He took time from sound check to do the interview with me. As I actually Cody. remember that interview. I was on that bus with him. Yeah, so we I were talking about NFTs and just yeah. random stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but it was it was a it was a vibe. It was a cool yeah. vibe. He he didn't seem like, oh my God, he's gonna pass tomorrow because he no. he loved what he did. The, the the true passion, the essence of the passion that he felt for music was in that interview. And it conveyed very well to the screen. And there's a lot of people that don't have anything to do, right? You got you got haters all day long in every in every yeah. state in Alabama and Mississippi and all these other yeah. southern states. And I'm from the South. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> I'm not hating them, but I'm from the hey, South. Hey, no, we love the South too. You know? And a lot of people are like, yo, you know, you owe you and Har they put me in tweets with Har Harvey Levin, right? They're like, you owe guys owe us a public apology. And I'm like, a public apology for what? For shining a positive light on somebody? Yeah, like, Why does everybody want to kick somebody down? It's kind of delusional, you know, but yeah. I, I guess I would say that, you know, I would, you know, like to summarize it, like you said, I would say to people, whether you know it or not, your favorite artists see a lot more than you think they do. Oh, they yeah, really they do. do. Absolutely. And, and really you know do. what's wild? Yeah. It's all about who's in your circle. And, and I was taught this a few years ago. And I'm really sticking to my guns on this. Keep your circle tight and small. So this is my last question for you, Taylor. Now that you've dealt with this tragedy and man, I'm lifting you, you and your entire family and the entire team that repped Aaron up in prayer. You guys, are, if you guys need anything, don't hesitate to reach out. But my last question for you, what's next, man, for you? Well, for now, you know, we're, we're taking our time. Um yeah. We're, we're like you said, you know, keep your circle close. And I think that's, you know, for big umbrella, that's kind of the idea. Right. And, and, you know, I kind of said when Aaron called me seven months, eight months, something like that ago, and was like, Hey, you know, I want you to represent me. Uh, he knew what he was getting into, you know, it's, we're very close knit. And so everybody's hurting right now. Everybody's kind of in shock. It kind of, kind of comes in waves, right. Cause you're going through your day and you're trying to figure out, okay, well, what do I do now? Okay, we have to, and then you know, it hits you like a brick, yeah, right. Out of you know, nowhere, in the tours for next year for yeah. other artists, and then it just boom, and it just makes everything feel like what? What am I doing? You know, uh, for now, you know, we're really just focused on you know being supportive of his family, of everybody else who loved him, um, and kind of just taking some time to reflect. For us, uh, we're really optimistic about what we have coming up. And I think that makes it all the more hard for us, you know, because Aaron was a part of that. And um, we're missing a big, big piece of our 
of our heart over here. Uh, so I think we're, we're taking some time, you know, next year, 2023 is back to the same, more tours, more releases and, and back to the grind. But I think we're going to take a little time, you know, the next, the next month and two, um, we're going to probably do, uh, you know, what we are going to do a memorial for him as well, apart from the private one, you know, we're going to give it a little time and then we're going to put something together like that. And we're just going to take the appropriate time to process this. And it's like I said, that it's like Livio's voice in my head. Don't kill yourself over this, you know? Um, oh no, man, it, it's not worth it, man. You know, you and, and I'll leave you with this and then I'm going to let you go. And I appreciate you, man, doing this interview. Cause I know it's not easy, right? It's not always the easiest thing to do to talk about these things, but it sheds a light. And if this interview could help somebody else that may be going something similar, then we did our, the mission accomplished. We did our job. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I want to leave you with this, man. You know, it's the holidays, happy holidays to you and your family, you everybody well. at the management company. And uh, man, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well. Taylor right here on all day with Brandon Jam. Brandon, we'll see you next time. Goodbye for now. Hi, I'm Adele. I love playing live. I love the rush. I like feeling at home. I feel really at home on stage. I like people leaving my gig being really pleased. Hey, y'all, it's Chloe. Hi, this is Chris from Coldplay. It's Doja Cat. Hey, what's up? This is Dave from Glass Animals. Hey, what's up? It's J Balbin. Hey, it's Billie Eilish. What's good? It's Lady Gaga. Hi, it's BTS. What's good, everybody? It's Bozzy. What's up? It's Chevin Roberts, and you're listening to my new single, Running Out of Time, right here in the mix, on air with Brandon J.
tuning in to On Air with Brandon J right here on iHeartRadio. From the time you went to Paris the last year Acting like you're still there All your stories telling stories Showing you're so happy But you're just selling tea I think you've peaked In your airplane seat Snap those angel She toxic Got me by string, she a locksmith Let her take a swim in my pocket, so yeah I ain't messing with her if she childish If she childish Got me catching feelings, baby, how you do it? Love the way you ride it, put your back into it Said you want a guinea, put you in a urus Good girls overrated, yeah Only fell in love cause she toxic Yeah, She done fell in love with how I pop it that's the way it makes you switch the topic, oh no She wanna get with me, I keep it solid Girls get going with me and get to wild The way you bend it back, girl, you know what you doing And that body talk to me, and you know that I'm fluent Yeah, shawty's gold And she got me 
she got a hold on me Crazy, I know that I only fell in love cause she talks it Got me by strings, she a locksmith Let her take a swim in my pocket, so yeah. I ain't messing with her if she childish Got me catching feelings, baby, how you do it? Love the way you ride it, put your back into it Said you want a guinea, put you in a urine Good girls overrated, yeah Only fell in love cause she toxic Bad bitch, pull up on me Always stand no business, so she stood up on me Let her take control, she play more games than Sony Sometimes I think she love me, but she want my money Wonder why I end up on the block list, oh no So sweet like activist, she toxic, oh yeah I think it's yoga and Pilates mm-hmm. She said, boy, you know my body, oh yeah Who brought the G6 to the party? Mm-hmm. She wanna get nasty like get naughty You with the hunch, oh baby, you turn to a trending topic You a good girl, know you lying cause you so toxic Only fell in love cause she toxic Got me by strings, she a locksmith Let her take a swim in my pocket, so yeah I ain't messing with her if she childish, if she childish. Got me catching feelings, baby, how you do it? Love the way you ride it, put your back into it Said you want a guinea, put you in a urine Good girl's overrated, yeah Only fell in love cause she toxic If you have not followed me on social media, make sure you follow me on all social media at I am Brandon J. And if we are not connected on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Brandon J. Oh, we only sometimes be alone to reflect some life in what we've done. Oh, we only sometimes be Strong to be strong for you and me. I find we sometimes I sit and cry, wishing for someone to hold me tight, tight. How can you? Like a cold winter rain on my back 
like I've got to find a way to help myself get back on track, back on track again. How can you go on feeling strong? Episode, we're going to feature brand new content with purpose behind it. News from Hollywood execs, artists, talent, entertainment news, you name it, all things Hollywood right here on On Air with Brandon J. Chambers of my heart 
Instagram at I am Brandon J.